Week one of the NFL is already in the books. And for the NFL season, we're going to be talking IDP every week. And with us today, for our first guest uh, for the regular season IDP show, is Joey the Tooth. Uh, Joey is an IDP writer, ranker, and does projections for football guys. Joey, thanks so much for joining the show today. Oh, not a problem, man. Thanks for having me on. Hut, hut, hike! So when we go through this IDP show, uh, what we're going to be talking about is we're going to go through a stud, a guy who really impressed us, a dud, who eh, maybe this person's kind of concerning, uh, maybe it's a bounce back, but they were a dud, and then a week two prediction to help you uh, with your rosters in IDP. So Joey, why don't you start us off, who is your stud of the week? Uh, Will Anderson Jr., the Texans. His rookie debut game, six tackles and a sack. He was just dominant. And he he had this kind of burden on his shoulders that everybody was wondering, what's he going to do? Is, it gonna, is he going to take a while to, to progress like a lot of rookie edge defenders do? And he looked like a seasoned veteran out there. He, he's beating people inside. He's beating people with speed, with power. And he showed he can set the edge. He's racking up tackles. He, he got the sack. Will Anderson, he's the real deal, and he's a legitimate top, I want to say top five dynasty asset, at least for the edge position, but he's definitely a top 10. Joey, this is music to my ears. <laughs> Anyone know why? I traded up for him in our dynasty uh, league that happens to have IDP because I am in agreement with you. I thought Will Anderson was probably the one of the better defensive end prospects we've seen or edge rushers we've seen in quite some time. Thought he was better than Thibodeau. Thought he was better than Aiden Hutchinson, um, better than Chase Young. Uh, so, I mean, I'm talking about this guy is, I think is an elite type of player. Now I know, you know, uh, you know, some draft experts will tell you, well, he doesn't have the bend like Von Miller, all this stuff, but um, for him to be able to do what he did at Alabama and get as many sacks as he did, I think, um, I purposely wanted to go up and get him because I think it's really hard to find an elite pass rusher. I mean, I, we're talking about the likes of Nick Bosa, uh, you know, uh, TJ Watt. I think he yeah. has that type of ceiling. When you look at like Nick Bosa, people can say, but Nick Bosa doesn't have the most amazing bend either. He's, he's honestly, he's somewhat stiff in his approach, but it's just his, the use of his hands, his power, his spin move, speed he gets it done. You, not, you don't need to have every single aspect to be a fantastic pass rusher if you're very good at everything else. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, excited about Will Anderson as well, you know, during the draft process. And, you know, to that point, I mean, even Aiden Hutchinson as well, you know, he doesn't have that traditional bind either, but he just wins with power and, and want to really. And that's, and that's really, you know, there's multiple ways to beat people. It doesn't have to just be the one way. Right. Yeah, and people kind of forget, like in college, Will Anderson played off-ball linebacker too. So if if needed, he could do a position switch. He could do kind of what Micah Parsons did year one. I don't think he will because he was just so dominant on the edge. But he had, I think it was his sophomore year in Alabama, sophomore or junior year, he had over 100 tackles. So it's like the man can play off-ball linebacker if need be, and that was in the SEC. So Yeah, and I think that's the thing too. It's like, D'Amico Ryan's, I, I put stock in this, right? Your head coach, whatever their bent is, whether they're offense or defensive coach, they know how to coach up these guys. Mm -hmm. So 
and he went to Alabama as well. So he got that connection. So I, I had a strong feeling that he'd be able to develop him uh, the way he need be. But I mean, for him to do that right away is a huge, huge plus. I mean, we saw even the likes of Thibodeau. I mean, he had he dealt with that MCL, took him a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hutchinson, I want to say he kind of was a more of a later bloomer as well in the season. Obviously had a good year. Um, but, you know, I, I think Will Anderson could even get 10 plus sacks for a rookie, uh, which so. would be incredible. Yeah, his uh, his potentials through the roof. I mean, week one is showcase, and it was against the Ravens. The Ravens they have a good offensive line, so their their tackles are fantastic. With uh, Moses and Stanley, they're yep. good. So, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say too. I mean, it's against the Ravens. You know, not only do they have a good offensive line, it's Lamar Jackson. He's a tough right. guy to sack alone just because of his elusiveness and the way that he can run and stuff too. Right. So yeah, his potentials through the roof. And he's even got, he's got a good matchup week two. He gets to play uh, Anthony Richardson in the Colts, so it's kind of a very similar matchup he's like, that he just played, but against a worse offensive line. Yeah, where Josh Allen got three sacks. <laughs> right, exactly. Josh Allen went ham last week. <laughs> so yeah, Will Anderson's my guy. All right, the stud I'm going with is defensive end Montez Sweat. Uh, he recorded five tackles, four solo. Had one and a half sacks and forced two fumbles, uh, you know, with a snap share of 82.3%. Um, you know, if you watch the game, Sweat just was very dominant against the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, he's in the contract year. And you know what that means, Steve? He's he's looking to ball out the cash out this year. That's right, Joe. Much like, much like his counterpart, uh, Deron Payne, that we saw last year. Yeah, Payne got himself a nice contract from it. And then disappeared in week one. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you hey, got paid, uh, yeah, once, to show once up you get anymore. paid, all bets are off. But once, when you need to get paid, you ball out. But yeah, sweat, sweat's good, and I, I really like him. I've always liked him over Chase Young because Chase Young had that good rookie year, and then Young just the injury bug hit him, and he hasn't been himself since. And Sweat's just been kind of doing it nonstop. I mean, he's—I don't think he's had less than seven and a half sacks in a season, and he's always had over forty tackles. And he's been working on his run defense too. He's setting the edge better. He's he's looking a little stronger to match that speed that he's always had. So I think he's definitely I think this could be his best season yet, matched with that contract year. Montez Sweat is super underrated. Like you said, Joe, he's not a flashy guy. Consistent though, consistent floor. I wonder if he'll even do better with Chase Young. I mean, I, I don't know this off the top of my head, but how many games have they both played at the same time? Probably very little. Yeah. So with the two of them there, plus in the middle, Jonathan Allen, one of the best interior defensive linemen in the whole NFL, and Deron Payne. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this defensive line can be one unit, watch out. I was thinking that at the beginning of last year, too. It's like that defensive line can just stay healthy. It's fierce, but it's it's young just can't stay healthy. He just can't, and it's so sad to see. I want to see it so badly. I want to see like a healthy Chase Young because he showed glimmers of it his rookie season but just can't do it. I can't do it. I, I, I don't think he's washed from almost all of my teams. I've either traded him away or just I'm not drafting <laughs> him. I just can't do it. So my stud of the week was edge rusher Drake Jackson. He recorded two hurries and three sacks, which ended up matching his total amount of sacks he had in his rookie year after playing 15 games. He ranked 12th uh, in his pass rush grade, according to PFF, at 77.7 on only 26 pass rush snaps. 
you know, Drake Jackson, if you remember coming out of college out of USC, he was highly regarded, uh, but was very up and down during his career in USC. I believe he was going to be a top five draft pick until he dealt with some weight issues. Uh, you know, whoever is opposite the the reigning defensive player of the year with Nick Bosa is probably going to be a good thing. So uh, the Steelers offensive line has been notoriously bad. Uh, so, but they tried to fix it. This maybe they didn't, um, but if this could be a, a sign that Drake Jackson, uh, you know, could be in for a breakout. Um, I'm not sure I'm buying it a hundred percent, but it's something I'm monitoring moving forward. Even Cleveland Farrell, who is in, who has he actually looked pretty decent. He would look horrible. He's been horrible with, with <laughs> Las Vegas. So, uh, I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but uh, some promise for sure. Yeah, as a 49ers fan, I love seeing it. I actually, uh, in my Football Guys article, I had I wrote up Drake Jackson. So I do a streaming article every week of defensive line streaming article. Two edge defenders, two interior defensive linemen, and then a sleeper for each position. And Drake Jackson was one of my edge defenders. So when I saw him put up three wow. sacks, I was like, that's going to get a subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, I, I know what that's like, man. I, I And hopefully you do because that was a, that was a money pick if someone yeah. actually started him. But, yeah, I think like the I think the biggest thing for his growth and for that team in general was finding an interior pass rusher because, I mean, Eric Arms said he's been kind of hit or miss. Javon Kinlaw hasn't lived up to his hype. And you bring in Javon Hargrave. He already came up with a sack. It's his first – first game there so it's like you now you add interior pass rush to go along with Bosa and Drake Jackson on the edge like who do you guard what do you do you're collapsing the pocket they have to go on the outside you have your two speed rushes on the outside so it's going to be terrible for other teams right now if that pass rush can keep up the 49ers defense is just going to be dominant yeah I mean especially if they uh you know, keep scoring the way they do and get and get the lead. I mean, that's the thing. Like Steelers offensive line might be improved, but 49ers D line is that good. And then you know, couple that with the negative game script because of the way the score got a hand early. Yeah. You know, that's just that's just time for the these pass rushers to feast, and they did. Yeah, I mean, if the Steelers were able to run the ball at all, I mean, they had. I think uh, Najee Harris had five yards per carry, but he only had six carries because they were behind the entire game. Right. Yeah, that's a good call. So heading over, well, it's a validating call, right? Confirming right. what you said, and and uh, now we got two, so we get Joe to agree. We got all three of us uh, buying in on Drake Jackson. <laughs> well, hey man, I, I'm just uh, regretting not uh, playing Drake Jackson in the RSO league. <laughs> <laughs> Had him on the bench in a couple of leagues too, even though I wrote yeah. him up streaming option. Oh no! I mean, I have tons of shares of him because I'm a 49ers fan. So true, 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 true. All right, we'll let Still. it slide. We'll let it slide this go around. Uh, so are you enjoying this video so far? Well, if you are, show your support to our new channel by hitting the subscribe button and liking this video. We'll be creating videos all NFL season long, so you're not going to want to miss what we have in store. Going over to the duds, though. What are your guys' duds uh, for week one? We'll start again with you, Joey. What are your thoughts? All right. Uh, staying in the NFC West, Uchenna and Wosu. He had a, a career year last year in Seattle, and he went up against the Los Angeles Rams, who's offensive line was possibly the worst in the NFL last season. And he came away with three total tackles, one solo. It was just like, he looked absolutely terrible. I mean, he didn't, he couldn't get to the quarterback. The entire Seattle Seahawks team looked just discouraged. And and I am incredibly worried about Nwosu because he doesn't have anybody 
on the other side who's daunting by any means boy mafe daryl taylor there's nobody that strikes fear so he's going to have all of the attention they don't really have interior pass rush either so he's really their main pass rusher and it kind of showed with all the extra attention week one and week two it's it's not going to get any easier for him. I mean, he's going to go against the Lions, who only gave up one sack week one. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. And I think it's going to be another week where you kind of want to avoid in Wosu. Yeah, I mean, in Wosu had a breakout season like he did last year. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. And then he did what he did in Seattle. Uh, I believe it was a prove-it deal, um, and it was able to get got paid. But, uh, you know, it – it's tough with IDB because some it's really feast or famine. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're gonna have watch Drake Jackson's not gonna get a sack for the next three games. I remember when I had <laughs> when I had Chandler Jones uh one that one year he had five <laughs> sacks in week one. And I was like, I'm gonna win my I win my matchup. I'm gonna he's gonna have an unbelievable year, and then he gets a sack for like the next seven games. Like, you gotta be kidding Finish me. The season with like seven and a half sacks. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So uh, but I am with you. His support staff is not great. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I want to say I was kind of surprised. I think Daryl Taylor, I think I saw like his pass rush win rate was pretty, pretty decent this past game. But, yeah. um, you know, like you said, they got Boy Mafe. They also um, drafted that um, Derek Hall, I think, also from Auburn as yeah. well. Uh, so I don't know. They're just It's a lot it's of young good. guys. And exactly. It's just uh, so. They're all kind of specialists. Mafe, he's he's a good run defender, and he's a spotty pass rusher. Daryl Taylor is a terrible run defender, but a very good pass rusher. And then you have Derek Cole, who's a rookie, who's going to be working his way into snaps. And then you have Nwosu, who's their premier pass rusher, but he has all of this youth and spotty play across the other side that nobody's really worried about. It's like, we'll just we'll take care of this guy, and we'll take our chances with these guys. Now I didn't watch this game as closely, um, but what was Draymond Jones' impact? Because that was a big free agent addition. Uh, I don't know if you if you watched it or, or you know monitored it all. I would hope it'd be more, but I mean I, the whole I like just watching the Seahawks. The entire team was frustrated. It showed in DK Metcalf when he threw the cheap shot in the corner. It was like the entire team was frustrated. They were off their off their game. I mean, Geno Smith looked terrible. He looked terrible. And it was like, did you see the play with uh, Aaron Donald coming up the middle? It was somebody, somebody put a thing on it. It was like, watch Geno Smith's reaction. So Aaron Donald runs a stunt and he gets a free run straight towards Geno <laughs> Smith. And you see Geno, he's, he's going through his progressions and just goes, jumps back and just gets rid of the ball. Just throws it straight across the middle. And just, he was just so scared to get hit by Donald. It was like, wow. I can't but, say I blame him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> In the way that guy trains. Yeah. But yeah, and then I'm as a 49ers fan, I love to see the Seahawks struggling so bad. But if I'm a Seahawks fan, I'm incredibly worried after watching how badly they just played against the Rams. Hey, like you see, I'm a little surprised that Draymond Jones didn't have a little more impact to be able to free up the guys like you, Shenner and Wusu coming off the edge. You know, you saw he was able to create the pass rush and played the run decently with Denver. Um, so thought he would have created a little more push helping those outside rushers as well. Yeah, he uh, he didn't really show up too much, but I, it's week one. I, yeah. I have more faith in in Draymond Jones' impact on the interior than I do in Wosu on the edge. But what do you know? It's week one. <laughs> time, time, time will tell, Joe. Yeah. 
Time, time, time will tell, Joey. Time will yeah. tell. Yep, that makes sense. So uh, my dud of the week, I'm going with Hassan Reddick. You know, he, he recorded one tackle uh, with a 72.5% snap share this week against the Patriots. Um, now, while Reddick was disappointing, I think things will turn around for him. I mean, he he did have five pressures, so he was kind of getting to the quarterback, just wasn't able to get the sack. And he did have an above rate, uh, average pressure rate at 19.1% as well. Um, so I do think things will turn around you know, for him in the, in the, in future weeks, but it's just disappointing if you played him, you know, being that he had such a great year last year and even been a pretty consistent player over the last couple of years. Yeah. I, I have, I have faith that Reddick's going to be all right. Like you said, he had five pressures this week was incredibly disappointing, but I mean, that defensive line in Philly is remarkable and Jalen Carter now in the middle with Jordan Davis, you, those two together, they were just vicious. Jalen Carter was tied for first in the entire league in pressures this week. That's a rookie interior lineman. That's unbelievable. And then Jordan <laughs> Davis had what six tackles in a sack or six tackles and a half a sack. It's like, yikes. Those are two big, young, athletic men. And then you have Reddick Sweat, Reddick Sweat, and um, Nolan Smith. And I'm missing somebody. Brandon, Brandon Graham. Graham. And you have that, like that entire defensive line is just frightening so when you look at their sack rate last year where they had four four and a half sacks a game and their finish rate was remarkable they didn't even lead the league in pressures but they were by far had the most sacks per game and it's just because of that depth so i have faith that reddick will eventually he's he's the high snap share guy so he's gonna get his but yeah week one was a gut punch yeah i think the hassan reddick play or, or what happened within this last week i think is a blip you know, I think um, expect greater things. The hurries are a great indicator. That's why I'm an advocate of even including hurries in your scoring because, uh, you know, it, they, they didn't get the sack, but they caused the play to, to not go right. well. You know, like he should be able to get something for that. But I know it's somewhat more of a subjective type stat. But, yeah, I, I think um, that to me in some ways, if you have a lot of hurries, I actually find it an encouraging thing because that tells me you are around the ball. It just so happens that, the quarterback just threw it out of his hand, you know, fast enough that you couldn't get the sack uh, or even QB hits. Both of those are kind of a mm -hmm. nice, you know, uh, measure to say, okay, you were around to possibly make a play, but real quick tangent there. I thought Jalen Carter was going to be good. That was unbelievably good. Mm -hmm. And interior defensive linemen take a long time typically to develop. Right. right. Dexter Lawrence. I thought he was done for. Then all of a sudden I had that breakout year last year. I talked about recently, just last week, about Derek Brown. Derek Brown, unbelievable. You know, week one, thought he could do it, but I he had an incredible one. But these defensive tackles take a while to develop. For Jalen Carter to do this right Don't away, you. that is like, wow. Like, what we're talking about, this guy could be – I'm not saying he's an Aaron Donald player. I'm just saying that I think he could make the impact from a fantasy mm -hmm. perspective – as much as he did. They're not going to have the same playing style. Um, but in, in Jordan Davis, you know, people were like, he's just a, a nose tackle. So when I, I actually didn't even watch the that game that closely, but when I looked at the box score and I saw what he did, I was like, what <laughs> did Jordan Davis decide to just uh, show up now? I was There's like, okay. Nose tackles that can move the speed that man can move at. It's unbelievable how athletic Jordan Davis is at his size. Mind blowing to me. And he's so strong. 
It's like you match that right next to Carter. It's like, well, what are you going to do? And then you get the guys coming off the edge. There's literally nothing you can do as an offensive line. Just hope you win your matchup. That's all you can do. Hope you win your matchups. <laughs> yeah. So my dud of the week, and this is going to pain me, and it's going to pain our friend of the show, Josh Raymer, even more. That's safety Kyle Hamilton. I know he was pounding the table for him, as was I. Um, but, boy, he did not do so well. Uh, he was eighth in total snaps for safeties, uh, and he had a pretty high uh, PFF grade as well, um, 76 total snaps. Um, but over half of those snaps were at free safety. And anytime a safety predominantly plays at that free safety role, you know that you're hoping for pass deflections and you're hoping for interceptions. And if they don't get it, then you're not going to get anything out of them. You want them to get those box snaps because they're closer to the ball, more likely to get those tackles. Uh, so as a result, didn't happen for him. Uh, he did play C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. I don't know. I wasn't. I didn't watch it as closely. So were they airing it out as much? Um, you know, maybe if he was playing Josh Allen and the Bills, he probably would have had three picks like Jordan Whitehead. But uh, that's. <laughs> I'm still salty. Neither here or there. Uh, but Marcus Williams. Uh, had a solid day, but it looks like he appears to have torn his left pectoral tendon, uh, which could be a season-ending injury for him, or if not, it's going to be multiple, multiple weeks. And Hamilton only recorded three total tackles, with two of them being solo. Now, Hamilton is a jack-of-all-trades. I mean, this type, this is a guy who I think is a generational-type safety prospect. And what I would tell you is, if there's anyone panicking on him, I will tell you this right now, go buy him. Mm-hmm. Go get him, acquire him, because this is not what I th- I think. I would be shocked. I'd fall over in my chair if he's not a really good player. I think he's going to turn it around. I think it's just, you know, him based on the situation, this is what's happened. But that. But what do you guys think? That's my thoughts when it comes to Kyle Hamilton. Oh, Kyle Hamilton? I think he'll be all right. My uh, My biggest worry is if Patrick Queen has a good year, and the fact that they signed, uh, they drafted Simpson. Mm-hmm. Um, Trent Simpson, yep. Yeah. So my hope was that they were going to run a lot of one linebacker sets. It was, it was going to be Roquan Smith, and then Kyle Hamilton was going to use his ability as a linebacker because he played pretty much a small linebacker in Notre Dame for a good portion of his, of his career. So I was hoping he was going to move up into the box more, play like that that box role, second linebacker, but maybe roaming linebacker. It doesn't look that way right now. It looks like Simpson's going to fill in for Patrick Queen once Patrick Queen's gone, or unless Patrick Queen has a great year and he keeps progressing and they re-sign him, it almost seems like they're going to move back to a cover two, and it's going to be Marcus Williams and Cal Hamilton playing deep just to keep everything underneath. Because, I mean, when you have good linebackers in front of you, you're not going to let anything go over the top. So that's why I think he was so deep, because Marcus Williams, he's obviously a free safety. But, and the fact that he that Kyle Hampton lined up that many snaps at free safety makes me feel like they're they're running more of a cover two type defense. So hmm. that's what worries me about it. His talent level is phenomenal. He can move up to the slot if need be. I mean, there wasn't really much going in the slot last week because they were blowing out Houston. So I mean, they were throwing outside. CJ Stroud was throwing outside all the time. It was a Brandon Stevens for the for the um yeah Ravens had like 11 tackles so it's like a lot of it was going to the sideline it was going outside so there wasn't really much going through the middle but the fact he's lining up deep worries me a little bit 
Yeah, I know. Uh, that, like you said, man, uh, Josh is going to be disappointed. You, you guys uh, both were really liking the breakout for Kyle Hamilton, but it is just week one. But I guess, you know, the injury to Marcus Williams, though, does that mean he's just going to fill in that free safety role, too? I don't really know what the depth is at safety and who could possibly fill in. So, you know, that definitely will be something to monitor. I think it's our Darius Washington, who was uh, a rookie, I think, three years ago. I actually liked him as a rookie, He's but he's just a smaller guy. He's He's got a nose for the football. He tackles well, but I don't know who's going to take what role. And But the thing is, it, it almost looks like a cover, too, so it almost looks like too deep, which kind of that, – that's what makes me worried about Kyle Hamilton this year. But still <laughs> buy him because if you can – if they do not play a cover, too, if he – that – changes if it, they were just playing that because they had a lead and they didn't want to get beat over the top if Kyle Hamilton plays at all in the box he's going to rack up tackles it's it's not going to be Patrick Queen if Kyle Hamilton's anywhere near him <laughs> so going over to our week two predictions uh, what are your uh, your tip or the IDP pro tip of the week that you would provide all right. Uh, I would play Dennis Gardick. I'm actually writing him up in my football guys article for streaming defensive lineman. Uh, he had a fantastic week one. He had three tackles, two sacks and a forced fumble. Uh, if you date back even to 2020, when he actually had legitimate playing time due to injury, he came up with seven sacks, 21 and 22. He barely played. He was just a complete depth role, but the thing with Arizona is they don't have any depth. Like they have zero depth on that team. It's, it's young players, it's unproven players, and it's Gardick. So he's going to be the main, their number one pass rusher, it seems like. And he, he produced week one. So you go into uh, week two and he's playing the New York Giants, who Daniel Jones just got completely beat up. Granted, it was the Dallas Cowboys and they led the league in pressures in 2022. And it looks like they're going to be right there again in 2023 with that defensive line. But they still gave up seven sacks and they did not look good at all. And I, if you need somebody to stream, stream Dennis Gardick, because if there's going to be anybody in that Cardinals defense, that can take advantage of that offensive line. It's going to be him. Yeah. I like it. I almost went with that one myself, but uh, for my tip of the week, it's going to be looking at the Browns D line. And I like Sedaria Smith to get his first sack as a Brown this week. You know, he's coming off a week one performance where he had four quarterback hits on six total pressures, uh, had a 16% win rate and a 24% pressure rate with an overall PFF pass rush rate of 84.4%. Uh, Steelers just came off a game where they gave up five sacks to the San Francisco 49ers, had a bl passing block grade, PFF grade of 31. Um, and I just like uh, Miles Garrett and Zedaria Smith to just come off those edges and wreak havoc on Kenny Pickett. Man, what a tough two weeks for Pittsburgh, huh? You do with that 49ers <laughs> pass rush and just followed up by the Cleveland pass rush. That's just tough. Yeah. I, I think Zadarius Smith might be the best uh, running mate that Miles Garrett has had in his career. He's, He's super like underrated. I wondered how he would do transitioning from a 3-4 to more of a 4-3 type of front because that's what he's predominantly been with Baltimore and Minnesota. So, But, no, he, he I, I was watching that game. He was all over the place. I'm with you, Joe. I think he, he'll do real well. I think the Steelers are going to be in some trouble. So my IDP pro tip of the week is for linebacker Ernest Jones. Better start him because I think he's going to continue his breakout start. I think he's going to record over 12-plus tackles in his next game against the San Francisco 49ers. 
The 49ers have the fourth highest rushing grade on pro football focus. And Christian McCaffrey tied, which was surprising to me, I have to admit. I, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong, Joe. But uh, he had the he tied for the most amount of carries amongst all running backs in week one. Uh, and Ernest Jones had nine total tackles, five assisted, and three tackles for loss. Uh, so do not be like Joe, uh, who didn't start him last week. Uh, you should start him because he's on a depleted but young defense. I think he's going to have a ton of tackle opportunities uh, because of the game script. I think what's going to end up happening is Niners are going to get ahead really early. They're going to be running the ball a ton. Rams are going to be trying to pass it. Five, three and outs. Ernest Jones is going to be on the field a ton. And as a result, I think he's going to do very, very well. So, Joe, you better start him too. I'm telling you this right he's, now. He's in my lineup, Steve. I, I'm putting him in over Devondre Campbell. It's. <laughs> I like it. It's, it's official. I mean, I, I had Levante David, uh, C.J. Mosley, and um, and Campbell, man. I mean, it's – Went with I, the vets. I went with the vets, but, yeah, I mean, he outsc- he would he was my highest-scoring linebacker, though. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think that's a good call. Ernest Jones, he's going to have a great year. That defense is just – I mean, I, I wanted to say it wasn't great, but they just handled Seattle pretty easily, so I don't really want to talk too much about it, but I don't see it – being sustainable through the entire year with the way that defense is. They're young, but they're inexperienced. There's outside of Jones and Aaron Donald, there really isn't much there. I mean, Michael Hoek, I think it's Hoek. I don't even, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. But there's, him, <laughs> there's, there's Byron Young, the rookie from Tennessee, uh, John Johnson, but I don't even know if he even played much last week at all. It's just, yeah. I don't see it ending well for the Rams. I mean, sure, nice upset week one, but I, I can't see them getting past like four wins at most and Ernest Jones playing a ton of snaps. Oh, yeah, that, that defense is an absolute shambles. And honestly, even those who play IDP probably don't are like, who? When you said Michael Hoach, they probably don't even know who he is. I know who he is. But, uh, you know, uh, do you know who he is, Joe? No. Defensive lineman. He now plays outside linebacker. He, he so due to injuries last year, he moved from the interior to outside linebacker last year. He was he's like 310 pounds playing outside linebacker, and he finished wow. the last eight games with like 30 tackles and four four or five four and a half sacks, I think it was. So for a big man moving outside like that, it's like hey, give him some love. So that covers our studs, our duds, and our week two predictions to help you. Uh, for your starting lineups. Joey, thanks so much for joining the show today. Uh, Where can others find your great work? Uh, You can find all my work at footballguys.com, rankings, projections, all my articles. I do a weekly article, um, D-line streaming articles, edge, interior defensive linemen, then two sleepers. So watch that every week. comes out Wednesday. And uh, other than that, just keep playing IDP. Keep trying. Keep playing. You have to do it. It's fun. We agree entirely. You got to give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. And check out that article. Joey had Drake Jackson in his article, and that could have caused you a win in your league. So go ahead and check that article. But thank you so much for watching, and until next time.